Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Yo, make no mistake, I started out just like many of you, a nine to five worker at your school right behind me. This is where it all started for me, but I learned skills over the years, and I want you to learn some too. I want you to learn how to become financially free. I want you to set a legacy for your family. I want you to build generational wealth. You can do all that and more. Check out InvestFest. Swipe up. what's going on? Traditional universities are outdated and don't teach you how to become an entrepreneur. They just teach you how to become an employee. You go to school for four years and you leave with nothing but debt. But here at EYL University, our curriculum is much different. Our university teaches you real world skills that you can use to gain financial freedom right away. In traditional universities, you learn from professors that have never did what they teach, and they teach you how to become an employee. At our university, we use instructors that are currently successful in a specific field that they teach, and they teach you how to become an entrepreneur. For a limited time only, you can join EYL University for 25% off of the annual membership. Learn about stock credit, real estate, crypto, and more. Go to EYLUniversity.com right now and sign up to become an earner. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Alright guys, welcome back, EYL. This is a legendary episode. You know, we only deliver legendary episodes with legends. Stress the word only. That's legends, 
only. That's a fact, man. Kingston, Jamaica. Shout out to our boy Shans, man. Took us to the neighborhood today. We having a legendary day. And um, first international episode. Yes, first international feel. This is a in person. In person. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So uh, obviously, follow Earn Your Leisure. You know that we big culture fans. We big sports fans. Troy, Jamaica. Yeah. By way of New York. (laughs) (laughs) By way of New York. By way of Kingston. But but it's all good. So Usain Bolt needs no introduction. One of the greatest athletes of all time, uh, the greatest Olympian of all time. Yeah, nine-time gold medalist, the triple, fastest, triple, the fastest person in the history of the world. Absolutely, it's very rare. The very fastest person. <laughs> I told I told my son I was coming here. I said he's the fastest man in the world. He's like, can I race him? I'm like, eh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, son. I'm not sure. Um, so I mean, obviously you know the athletic side, but this is a business show in. What he's been able to accomplish in the business world is just as impressive. Yeah. Uh, endorsement deals crazy. We're at his restaurant right now. Yep. Uh, in the music business, looking to do the DJ Khaled of, of Fancy. Yeah. 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 Big things are going I read about some real estate. Uh, so we're going to have a really dope conversation about the stuff that he has is doing yep. and has done uh, post his illustrious historic career. And... Um, First and foremost, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, I'm going to set it up to be here. This is going to be a Usain Lee <laughs> episode. That's a fact. Usain Lee, That's a fact. So let's get into this. So you really transcended the game of track and field because track and field is not one of these sports where it's like basketball yeah. or football, soccer, where normally athletes aren't that big. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a very niche sport. Yeah. Well, you were able to transcend that and become a global superstar and make a lot of money. That's another thing. A lot of mm-hmm. track stars don't really make that much money just from running track. Yeah. But your endorsement deals and everything else. So when did you see yourself as somebody that can transcend the sport? And how did that happen? Obviously, you know, you being a superstar and breaking records. But what did you think propelled that? Yo, for me, it, was, it, was, it wasn't actually at... Like the first Olympics it was when I was getting to my second Olympics, um, twenty twelve, where my my agent really sat me down and said, "Listen, if we win this next Olympics, this we could things could take off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We could start changing the game and doing hell of a different things." And I was like, "All right, let's do it." You know what I mean? That's when I really start seeing the money and a lot of the sponsorships are more sponsorships are coming in. So for me, that's when I was like, "Yo." Yeah, let's do this. You know what I mean? Let's change the game. That's why we continue just aiming high and trying to do bigger things. So, 2012 was the London Games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 2008 is when you yeah. first on the scene. Exactly. Well, I want to go back to 2004 in Athens. <laughs> because that was your first Olympics. Yeah, that was my first Olympics. And Olympic. you realize that this is no joke. This is no joke. So, I, I want to talk about a little bit about what Glenn Mills meant to your career and to your development and to being a superstar. Coach Mills, bro, he changed. He changed my life. You know what I mean? Um, he knew he had, he had a plan. When we when we started working in '05, he sat me down. I was like, "Listen, we have a three year plan. We're working towards the Olympics, so we need to figure out what your problem is, what you need to do to get better." And so we had a whole plan in place when we just started. You know what I mean? And for me, that's what made it work because I knew exactly what I was supposed to do or how long it would take. I mean, and it took me time to really understand that if I want to be great, I had to work hard. You know what I mean? So I learned that along the way because I was very talented mm-hmm. at a young age. So I was like, my talent can take me, yeah, take whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So after that, I figured, I was like, shit, my talent's not going to take me. It's not going to take me this far. So I have to put this work in if I want to get to the top, you know? I feel like it's very rare to have an opportunity to speak to somebody that's reached the level of success that you've had. Like, I look at you, I look at like Michael Jordan or Floyd Mayweather or Muhammad Ali, people like that. And the average person doesn't really understand. Like, they look at it and they see, okay, he's running a race. Yeah. And I read somewhere it was like, you make more money than Jeff Bezos per second. But I'm like, that's not really fair yeah. because the race is only 10 seconds, but it took him 20 whoa, years. Whoa, 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 time, time. <laughs> the race is 9.5. <laughs> Never 10. <laughs> so talk about, like, the daily grind and, like, when did you really start to take it serious and, like, how many hours a day for years that it took you like the diligent work ethic that you had to have. Jeez, um, for me, I really was oh oh seven when I was like, nah. If I if I want to really win this, I remember at the World Championships I came second to to Tyson Gay, 
And in my mind, I was ready. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, I trained hard. I'm ready to go. And I came second. I went back to my coach. I was like, coach, I was really trying. And he goes, yo, you're weak. You're not going to the gym. You don't come to train all the time. You don't sleep. And he started naming a list of stuff. And I was like, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, all right. I was like, all right. Next year, I'm going to do all this. And that was 08. You know what I mean? And you, you've seen the, 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 the product of 08. Yeah. But it's just, I train, like, depends. If I, I train three hours a day on the track, and like I'll do two hours in the gym. You know what I mean? And then I have to do like extra stuff because I have scoliosis. So I have to do back workouts mm. and, and ab workouts just to keep my core. If my core is weak, I start getting injured. You know what I mean? So, short, all I was like probably six hours a day. You know what I mean? But it's spaced out shorter than, but it's always intense. You know what I mean? It's never just like go for a jog. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you, you said Tyson Gay's name. As you're training in the early stages, right? Because after you take over, there's no catching you. Yeah. But are these the guys that you're looking at? Like, I'm gonna pass him, Michael Johnson. I need that record. <laughs> is that is that on your wall as you as you as you building up? No, for me, I, I live for competition. I, I I enjoy that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So for me, I was like, yo, I want to compete against Tyson. So for me, that was it. I was like, you know what? I was never thinking about records or anything. I was like, yo. I just want to beat you. That's how I am. You know, if yeah. you're faster than me, I want to beat you. Yeah. So for me, when I'm training, I'm, I'm working out to beat this guy or that guy or anybody. As long as you're lining up with me, I want to beat you. That's all my mentality is. I'm very competitive in anything I do. So for your endorsements, because I know I made a lot of your, your income, Puma. Yeah. It's interesting because it's not Nike. It's not Adidas. Uh, what made you, obviously, when you were, Coming up, that might have been the only company that didn't. But once you, I'm assuming you had offers from every company and might have even been offered more money. What made you want to really hold the flag for the Puma brand? For me, because that's where I start. You know what I mean? That's where it started. When I was, when I just got out of high school, that was the first contract I got. You know what mm. I mean? And that was the person I worked with. And we kind of just formed a relationship. I knew everybody in the company, you know what I mean? From the top boss down to the the little guy who brings me my stuff. I knew everybody. So after a while, when Nike or Adidas came, I was like, yo, I was like, nah, bro. I'd rather stick with somebody I know because if anything goes wrong, I'm sure these people are going to stand by me. You know what I mean? Because we're like family now. You know what I mean? So with with Nike, you have seen, as soon as you mess up, they go, bye. And I've really... Worked with Puma all my life. So I was like, you know what? This is the company I want to stay until I retire. Yeah. And even now that I've retired, I still work with them. You know what I mean? So it's just a long life partnership. I, I can imagine the type of bags that Nike and, and Adidas <laughs> threw at you. So to me, that shows that how loyal you are to a company. Um, but you said early on, you said Puma was your first deal. But you weren't great with money, right? Because coming from humble beginnings to now having sponsorship, a major one, international company. You said your teammates helped you understand money. So, like, who, who are these my, teammates and what kind my, of lessons? My team. Get? No, my team. Your team. Oh, your team. Yeah, my team, yeah. Okay. For me, um, when I started, all I, I always wanted cars and just to go out and just to buy clothes and have fun. You know what I mean? As you said, when you grew up, you, you didn't, I didn't have it. You know what I mean? So now I have all this money. You just want to spend and live and get all what you couldn't get back in the days. You know what I mean? But then they sat me down and listened. You need to look at all these athletes show your life. And and they start naming a few athletes like, yo, this guy's broke, this guy's broke, mm -hmm. this guy's broke. Because all they do, they, they don't think about, at some point you have to retire. You know what I mean? They don't think about the end product. I mean, and they kind of just educated me on what's going on. And that's how I really got smart. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? And as soon as I decided, I was like, yo, I'm going to retire this day. Like, yo, we need to start putting things in place. Make sure when you retire, you have no problem. You know what I mean. So my team really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And it's surprising to see how much a lot of athletes go broke. Bro. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. From here to like in no time. I think you kind of set the bar on the track and field world because it was like, yeah, we had Carl Lewis and we had, we had some prominent athletes, yeah. but nobody had done it like you. And and so my my question is now is like um, when you're looking at the landscape of it. And you look at the impact. Do you see stars coming up like you and, and having that type of confidence and that level of business savvy? From Jamaica? Well, for many. Well, Jamaica, for sure. In Jamaica, well, I think right now the, the crop 
guys. We had we have a lot of talent, right. but a lot of these guys don't. The determination and work drive, they don't have. Mm. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to be great, but they don't know what it takes. You know what I mean? I've seen I've seen in my own two eyes, bro. Like athletes that are so talented, and I go, yeah, this guy's gonna be great. You know what I mean? But their work ethic when they come to the track, they're like, oh, I'm tired today. Oh, my my hamstrings hurting. Oh, it's always excuses, excuses. I'm like, bro, you can't make you can't make it if you're gonna find excuse every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always said to them, listen, I come out every day. You think I'm tired, but I know what it takes. So I come here and I work hard every day, no matter I push myself. You know what I mean? So right now there's there's at least but who wants it? Right. That's the question. You know what I mean? When when you guys race, this is I always came to my mind. The races are sponsored by companies. But is there a prize money when you win the race too? Because I, I know a lot of people make their money in sponsorships. Yeah. But like when you win an Olympic gold, is it the look and the endorsements come from winning the gold or is there an actual cash prize for doing this? Right, so the world championship comes with a cash prize. Okay. Yeah, so you if you win or you break the world record, you get a cash prize. What happens if you do that five it, times? <laughs> you get paid, you know what I mean? You get paid, but at the Olympics, it's just, it's just a glory. You know what I mean? And I think... It comes because if you win the Olympics, then sponsorship will come. Right, right, right. So you still get paid, but not like the World Championships. Yeah, and that was the big thing. It was supposed to be amateur, and that's yeah. why for a long time NBA players or professional athletes you couldn't play in the Olympics right? yeah. because it was supposed to be all for amateurs. But it's exactly. like that was so stupid. Like yeah. obviously, it's not amateurs. You got the best athletes yeah. in the world. Right. It's like it's still, it's still stupid though. It's, it's still really stupid to know that we don't get paid for the Olympics. We talked about a few athletes are like, yo. This boy character, I was like, oh. <laughs> nah, bro. You know what I mean? In my time, at least we we're talking about. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. But that's crazy. You know what I mean? About it, like you said, I mean, there's coverage all over the world. Exactly. There's sponsorships, and they get paid. And then, so there's money that's coming into coming the Olympics. In, yeah. A lot of money. But the, <laughs> the athletes aren't getting. And there's yeah. no Olympics without athletes. Yeah, there's a lot of money coming in yeah. to to um, the Olympics because there's sponsors and a lot the figures that. They throw around to sponsor Olympics because it goes worldwide. I mean, and there's so much events and broadcasting sports. Exactly. Yeah. So they get paid. <laughs> we don't get paid, but they get paid. It's yeah. like the, the Super Bowl. The, the, the college oh, football. Yeah, yeah, they just changed, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just changed yeah, yeah. but I'm yeah. just saying. Right, right, right. There's yeah. a lot of money that used to come in. No one get paid. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying, like the Super Bowl. Like yeah. we talked about that on the second episode. It was like people pay for their halftime performance. Yeah. And you don't get paid for doing yeah. it, but the look. look you got one exactly. point or a hundred million people watching you uh, endorsements will come for that. But exactly. that's interesting. Let's talk about this. Um, because if you're not like a track and field fan, you might not fully understand the dynamics of how it works. So the Diamond League versus the World Championship. So yeah. can you tell the Diamond League if people are not, not uh, familiar with so it? So the Diamond League is just like a football, like a random football game. You know what I mean? Like NFL game. So every Sunday you have a normal football game. So Diamond is like that for athletes. And that's, so you in, that's go, in Europe? Yeah, that's in Europe. It's different places. They have like, say, 14. Okay. And it's in different places of the world. So different time of the year and stuff like that. So you just go, you compete, and you get prize money and stuff like that. And then the world championship is like when you compete with your country. You know what I mean? Like It's similar to the Olympics, yeah. but not as big. But it's just for track and field. So, but the Diamond League, you make way more money. No. Okay. If you win. If you win. Yeah. Well, you always got to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you win, you make more money. Yeah. 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 No, the world championship. She was championship. championship? If you, all right. So you get prize money, which is standard. You know what I mean? But depends on who you are. You get appearance fee. Uh, I mean, so if you're a she- a me or Shelly and Fraser or Tyson Gear or whatever, yeah. they pay you a certain money. Everybody price is different. Okay. You know what I mean? Because okay. it's who's drawing the crowd. That's what they pay you for. So if I'm showing up, they're like, all right, cool. You say it's coming. It's spread out. It's going to be full. You know what I mean? But if a regular guy's coming, they'll give you less money. So it's so like an artist's performance. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You might be worth a million dollars. Somebody else might be worth a hundred thousand. Exactly. They're going to sell the entire exactly. team and your name's on it. Exactly. Now, does it go by race? So like when you do the 100, there's a prize, 200, four by one, and they, are yeah. you splitting that four ways? How's that work? Yeah. Yeah. So split- four by ones, you don't really have four by ones in the diamond league. Okay. It's always individual races, like 100 meters. Okay. 200 might be 1500 but every diamond league they try to mix it up and do different races in different diamond leagues so it's not the same thing so like you are you know an anomaly because you're so successful but i'm assuming most track athletes aren't really making that much money 
So how do you, what do you think a solution to that can be to make it more profitable? We, we have talked about this a lot. They need to change the format of track and field. You know what I mean? Because it's not exciting. If, if you could get it like soccer, or you guys call it, like no. soccer, you yeah. know what I mean, where it's, it's a team, where you own a team, yeah. and then you transfer, then it's be exciting because then you run every other week, and it's like a team, like Jamaican team is going to win. So people look forward to seeing and support the team, but it's just individuals, you know what I mean? And a lot of these guys, they don't have the energy and the flair and the fun, so it's kind of boring, you know what I mean? But you need yeah. to build the sport to the point where people want to watch it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like if they really do it like a soccer team type of shit, yeah. they'd be good. Did you go in, because when you're talking about making it fun and having flair, you went into it doing that, having the lightning bolt and doing the eyebrow yeah. raise and dancing was, in the yam shoes? Yeah, I was always, it's something that I've always done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, if you watch back in the days, when I won World Juniors here, a salute to the crowd and everything. It's just a vibe. It's just who I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. just who I am as a person. And I, I just keep doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just love it. And after a while, I, I saw people like, they really enjoyed me performing. It's like, all right, let's do this. And yeah. I turn it up yeah. a notch. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's the proudest thing. Because like, yeah. when you see you doing this, yeah. and like being in America, but knowing like the heritage yeah. is Jamaican, I was like, you about to smoke them? <laughs> they be like, what you mean, them, man? You brought in the product, man. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Our parents were kidding, bro. <laughs> but that's part of branding, too, though. Yeah. It's like yeah. it made you bigger. Like, we interviewed Shaq. He was like, yeah. he understood that he had to be bigger than just a basketball player. Exactly. That's why a lot of the commercials, like, and now he became Shaq. So I was yeah. like, when I see you, like, you're doing, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's more than just running a race. Like, now you're, you're a superstar from all of the other stuff that you do. I'm trying to explain to a lot of people that's the same thing. I'm like, bro. Yeah, I run fast, but people love my personality of who I am. This is why I make the money. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people run fast before me. But I brought my personality with me. That That's how people are like, oh, my God, he's pretty cool. I like him. You know what I mean? And they want to get to know you and talk to you and, and vibe. You know what I mean? And I've explained to a lot of these athletes, but a lot, they don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, well, it might oh, not be their personality either. Yeah, but sometimes, bro, you got to make it. That's a fact. That's a fact. So let's talk about this restaurant business. Mm-hmm. So you're a restaurant tour. We're in your restaurant right yeah. now. Tracks and records. So I was reading. You actually were telling us that the goal is to actually expand this. Yeah, yeah. So first, how did you get started in the restaurant business? And um, how has it been going since, you know, obviously, Corona things of that nature? Uh, well, for me, most of my, my things is like in, Persons approached me there. Um, the Kaylee group approached me, and they're like, "Yo, would you be cool to be in the restaurant?" Because I was like, "Yeah, you know what I mean. That's something good to have. You know what I mean. That's how it really got started." And then when we got this one, people always come in here like, "Yo, I love this. You should you should do more and do it around the island." So we got one in Ochi, and then we have one in Montego Bay, and then people were like, "Yo, you should take it overseas." And then we start franchising. So we did one in London. But then after that, we started talking to other people. Then Corona started, and then it kind of just slowed shit down. But it's, it's going good. What came about this? Listen, New York, Brooklyn, <laughs> specifically Bronx, I've, I've talked to, to the great one about coming to America. So, so you're asking, yes, we did. We spoke to you. So, yeah. so London, that's interesting because it's like, I feel like Jamaican people live in Jamaica, obviously. They live in Brooklyn. They live in Toronto, Canada, and they live in London. Yeah, that's like four places yeah. where they in Florida, Miami, yeah. Florida, Um, so is it is the plan to like really take over at those different Toronto? Those yeah, because we were supposed to get one in Toronto. That's the other person that we were talking to. But as I said, as soon as Corona, everything got shut down. You know what I mean? But it's all about who, because it's franchise. Anybody wants, they can hit us up, and we figure it out. You know what yeah. I mean? So we're just trying to put it out there. Just to be great. You know what I mean, they're trying to leave a legacy. Well, but what was the idea behind having a franchise and not just doing it yourself in different locations? Less work for you and yeah, just kind of like always, the McDonald's model. Yeah, yeah, it's always less work. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you make the money with less work, it's always better. You know what I mean? So, but it's something that we know that people love. You know what I mean? And everywhere you go, first thing a lot of people, you know, is there any Jamaican restaurant around? Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So, for me, if I could get tracks and records out there, that was my dream. You know what I mean? That's something that I was like, yo, this could be big. 
Because as you said, the franchise with McDonald's, KFC, all these different people, you see it. Yeah. So if I could get to that level and retire. Restaurant game down, but it didn't slow your endorsements down. No. So one of the most interesting ones I saw was Peloton. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword because obviously when you wake up, you work out. But now they've created like a workout for you. <laughs> but I know music is something, so I'm thinking like, hey, maybe the music would be there. Can you talk about how Peloton came about? How they did they approach you? Yeah, they approached me. Uh, for me, um, I actually got my Peloton before Peloton's around because when I retired. I was like, yo, I can't be bothered to go to the gym every day, to go to the track again, because I've been doing that all my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was actually watching, just watching TV one day, and it popped up, and I was like, what is this? And I researched it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get one. Yeah. That's how I got a Peloton. So I just put it right in my room. <laughs> and I was good on that, 30 minutes a day, and you're good, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how it got started. But then they approached me, and they were like, yo, we'd like to sponsor you I was like yeah, oh cool yeah for sure I actually use it so I'm good at it you know what I mean so that's how everything got started it's one thing to be a superstar athlete it's another thing to be the face of a country like Drake is the face of Canada yeah. you're yeah. the face of Jamaica yeah. like how has that been like I feel like you're the biggest person in Jamaica since Bob Marley and obviously it's a lot of responsibility I'm assuming but how is that and um, how has your role in the country grown as an ambassador? For me, for me, I just try to represent my country the best I can. Anywhere I go, anything I do, you know what I mean? We always think about making sure that, yo, we think about the country, anything. Like, even when we're doing our, our shoots and whatever, we say, yo, we don't like this. It's not going to show good on Jamaica, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. for me, I've always had that in the back of my mind because... I've been representing Jamaica from, since I was like 14. You know what I mean? And it, it has only gotten bigger. And for me, I enjoy being an ambassador for the country. You know what I mean? Everywhere I go, people show me her love. You know what I mean? Even people from overseas like, yo, bro, thanks for doing this. Anywhere I go right now, yeah, I say I'm yeah. from Jamaica. I get hella love. You know what I mean? So <laughs> for me, I, I appreciate it. I love it. I love it. And talk about that because it's like just Jamaicans all over the world. And... Um, it's one of these things, no matter where you go, there's Jamaicans there. Yeah. And they, they're very supportive. So how has that been traveling around the world and having people with the Jamaican flag mm -hmm. and, and all over Europe and yeah. America and everywhere? It's the best thing. Anywhere you go, you're always part of Jamaica. Anywhere in the world, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you're surprised. I go to, I went to Mexico for vacation in Cabo. And it was that guy. I was like, yo, I'm from Jamaica. I was like, yo. <laughs> and then he started talking part. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> but they're everywhere, bro. But they always show me love and they always tell me thanks. So it feels good, you know? Yeah. I was like, bro, thanks for doing so good. You really put us on the map and you make us feel so proud and good. So it's something that I really appreciate and love, you know? Yeah, and you said yeah. that you never, because I was surprised myself. I'm like, oh, so you get to Miami. Do you have a place in Miami? Do you have you said, no, Jamaica's where I live. I don't have any ambition to go anywhere else. It's just, it's just, it's just, I just love Jamaica, you know what I mean? I, all right, when I started out, I hate the cold. That's the first thing. Okay. okay. I hate yeah, anywhere that's cold weather. I hate it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, because I got uh, offers to go to college, like every other Jamaican. In America, kid, in America? Yeah, to go. I was like, nah. Texas. <laughs> I want to stay. I want to stay, yeah. stay in Jamaica, you know what I mean? So, that's something that, that's what it started. And from then, I've never really said, yo, you know what, I want to place anywhere else. It's just... I just always want to come back home. So, coming up and and being a track superstar, what's the process as far as like getting an agent, getting a manager? Because um, I'm assuming like you know, you just had to learn a lot of this stuff on your own, right? Um, did your coaches like in primary training you with that, or did you just kind of like figure that out? Like, no. So as soon as you get to professional level, that's the first thing you have to get an agent. Do you know what I mean? So in Jamaica, there was a few people that everybody knows, you know what I mean? So you kind of ask and say, yo, who's a good agent? Who works with who? You know what I mean? And that's how I got my agent, Ricky Sims. He's uh, pays sports management. And from then on, we just work good together. And one of the reasons I stayed with him, even when I started out, he always treated me the same way like everybody else. He gives everybody respect. He makes sure you get pickups. He, and you always get the information so you know who's going to pick you up 
what time is your flight, how much money you're going to make, everything. You get all the information. I like how professional he was when I worked with him. And with my manager, I had a manager that my parents actually found that I used to work with. And after a while, my best friend, NJ, that sings the music. Yeah. He, he, when he finished college, because he's a, a trained teacher, when he finished college, I was like, yo, bro, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I got to find a work and teach. I was like, you know what? Come work for me. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I trust you and I know you're going to have my back 100%. You know what I mean? And he was like, yo, but I don't know anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, was like, oh, I was like, just let's learn, bro. But he's like, all right, cool. And he started and he worked with my other manager for like two years. And after that, he just took over. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, like that's LeBron playing. Yeah. You didn't know, come with me, yeah, stay right. next to the agents, yeah. and eventually you become the agent. Exactly. That's dope. So exactly. when, when somebody wants to approach an agent or an NJ about uh, a sponsorship or a partnership, what is it like? Does it have to be aligned with something that you're doing already? Or is it like, oh, I, that's a great creative idea? I, I mean, I feel like you were born to be this, right? Like the last name Bolt tracks about <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Gatorade, Bolt, yeah, drink, perfect. Yeah. Now we got the Bolt uh, scooters. It's like, it's perfect. Yeah. Don't forget the raises. <laughs> no, for me, it's a lot. <laughs> for, for me, it's 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 we we do try to pick proper brands. You know what I mean? Because you know you try to align yourself because you, you're trying to put yourself out there. Because the more sponsor you get, the more you can more sponsors going to see you. Right. You know what I mean? So we we do try to align ourselves with like proper brands. We don't just grab every cash that comes along. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. the better brands that you're with, the more people want to work with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what we have learned over the years. You know what I mean? So we just keep on rolling. Yeah. Keep on putting our commercials. Keep on... The billboards keep going up. You know what I mean? Yeah, we saw, so, I saw yeah. the Digi sell. Well, let's, yeah. talk, let's, talk, let's talk about the whole uh, mobility, uh, the uh, electric scooters. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, how'd that come about? It's actually my 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 my, um, my agent, Gina Ford, from the U.S. Because I have a U.S. agent. So you got an American and she, agent yeah. and Jamaican agent. Wow. And Europe. Like NJ runs off Jamaica, but I have somebody in the US and then Europe. Ricky, Ricky, my agent, Ricky actually takes care so of the whole of Europe. They work together stuff. or they? Yeah. Okay. They just know because everybody information is yeah. on my website. So mm -hmm. if you want to contact somebody, you contact them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if somebody from the States hit Ricky up, Ricky said, I'll talk to Gina. She does the States stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. So okay. everybody's on the same page. But so when Gina hit me up and he goes, Yo, these guys want to start boat scooter, but they want to name it boat scooter. So, what do you want to do? I was like, "That's easy." You know? <laughs> so that's how, yeah, and that's how the information. That's how it really got started. And then we sat down with them and we talked, and they shared ideas. And we're like, "Yo, let's do it." You know what I mean, and that's how we got it done. Is that how a lot of deals come? Like people might have already something, and they want you to kind of be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. They bring it to you. Yeah. You look at like, I exactly, yeah. rock with it. And then you can pick and you go, yeah, sure, no, or you go, no, not with that. You know what I mean? So it's all about different different branding and how we see our brand, the brands working together. You know what I mean? Yeah. At what point did you, so I'm assuming these companies, you, like, you have equity in these companies. When did you start moving over and like, you know what, I'll, I'll rock with this, I'll, I'll endorse it, but I need to be an owner. Yeah. I'm not just, don't just pay me, I need to be an owner. Yeah, but, all right. I think it was later on in our career we're like, you know what? We need to stop taking like cash, you yeah. know what I mean, and get some equity because a lot of these companies are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know what I mean, and your your level is gonna only go up. So we decided at the end that like, you know what, and when the right companies come comes along and offer you like pay, that like, nah, give me some equity in this, and are we good? I'll 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 run all the commercials you want <laughs> as long as I get paid. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, we we just learn. You know what I mean? And just like the music now, we just take our time and figure it out. So is that the play now? Not even the play, but that is that strategy now? We're going to take less cash up front, more equity? Yeah, in forward? the right companies. Okay, in the right yeah, companies. In the right right companies. Gotcha. Yeah. You got to yeah. do your research. If you do your research, you go, you know what? Taking, it's not like we need, need the cash, you know what yeah. I mean? But at the end of the day, we can take the equity and the long run's bigger. I got three kids now, bro. I got to think about the future. Congrats, <laughs> a father of twins. Congrats. 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 That's, so, a, that's a insanely great strategy. Yeah, trust me. You're saying uh, I, I saw you getting into real estate also. A building in Kingston? Yeah. What, what's the deal with that? Um, yeah, for me, as you said, we're just trying to find... Just diversify. Right, yeah. The portfolio, it can be as big as it possibly can be, you know what I mean? And when we started, I have two buildings, and I'm working on trying to get another one going. 
know what I mean? But again, Corona, bro. Yeah. So yeah, is everything so, now. Yeah. So is everything now. But for me, growing up and and learning about real estate was the biggest thing. And people always tell, listen, getting houses and stuff, they has assets. So yeah. that's the way to go. You know what I mean? So when we got the chance to purchase my first building. I was kind of nervous. I was like, bro, that's a lot of money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they were like, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's the asset. It will stay with you forever. And it only grows. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know, all right, do it. And after I saw the way it was turning the money over, I was like, you know what? It's going to know. You know what I mean? You just continue building, continue working out. Yeah, I, feel, I feel like real estate is interesting. And uh, Max Maxwell said this to us. He's from Jamaica and wants to come back and do real estate here. Um, but a lot of times, if you drive around, you see these houses that are vacant. They started, yeah. but they never finished. Yeah. And it goes a lot to having a team and having the right people around. So is somebody organizing the team for you, or is it everything set? You saying, do you want to be involved? How's that go? It's NJ. <laughs> everything right. goes through NJ. Team you know, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, me, for me, it's, um, it has made my life. My best friend has made my life way easier. You know what I mean? Because yeah. with him, he filters out all... The spam before it gets to me, you know. Mm. What I mean? He knows. In time, he sits me down, say, "Yo, this is what we're doing." I know from the start that, "Yo, we're so gonna we do, do it. This yeah. is what we're doing." You know what I mean? Because he doesn't bring nothing stupid. For, as soon as he puts it, I'm like, "All right, what are we doing?" You know what I mean? Shout out to him. He's here. Shout out to him. Can we clap it up, Andrew? Can we clap it up, Andrew? Boss man, boss man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man, seriously, he's. Because we've been friends since, like, I was three years old. Yeah. So he's always been a part of my life, and we're cool. And I trust him 100%. So so he makes sure everything is good. Everything goes through him, no matter what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, cool, cool. Talk to NJ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's important to have yeah. that system in place so yeah. you don't have to do everything yourself. Exactly. Even Rick Ross talked about it with mm-hmm. his, his mother and his sister. So you, you empower the people around you. Yeah. That's a common theme. You yeah. empower the people around you. And now it's not like somebody's looking for you to give them money. Yeah. They're actually earning money because they're performing the service. And right, they're yeah. helping your economy. You're helping their economy. Yeah. And that's really how everybody grows yeah. together. Sure. sure. Let me ask you this about the music. So The next venture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're an artist, a producer, executive. <laughs> I'm a producer. I'm a producer. <laughs> yeah, I'm a producer. We're putting it out yeah, there. Yeah. We're putting it out there. Yes. So, yeah. So let's talk about that. What inspired that? Because from what I'm hearing... That's kind of like the vision. It kind of be like what a Khaled is, right? Where it's like you bring artists together and yeah, kind of you know, add your flavor and sauce on yeah. it. So what inspired that and where we are with the music right now? So if you if you follow my career, you know that music and dancing is my thing. I yeah. love that. I'm always dancing. I'm always playing music. I usually DJ once. Like after every party, after every like meet, that like diamond meet, I would they would have a like a after party. I would bring my laptop and DJ for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's something that I've loved. I was always saying to NJ, "Yo, we should really drop a track." You know what I mean? Yeah. And do something. And he's like, "We always laugh about it." So I I worked with um, Mom Champagne, and they they did a champagne for me. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's what we really got to. He's like, "Yo, you know, we should do drop a rhythm." with the champagne when we launch it. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. It's called Olympia Rose Rhythm. And mm-hmm. it's Olympia Rose. And that's how we got our first thing. And the vibe that we got was like, yo, we like this people. It was a vibe. And then like now in the corona time, we weren't doing much. We're always here. We're like, you know what? Let's just do it. Yeah. And that's how we really got into music fully. And we just started making rhythms and started doing different things. It's a party. And he was like, yo, we should sing. I was like, bro, no. I'm not a singer. So, so if you want to sing, you can sing. Well, I'm not singing. You know what I mean? I want to be a, like a DJ Khaled. You know what I mean? Just a vibe guy, that energy guy that gets it pumped. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike Strong. Yeah. yeah. So is the goal to have a record label? Yeah, we do have a record label. You got a record label. Yeah. 18 months. So that, that 18 months. 18 months. So you, uh, you have artists time? No. We haven't signed anybody yet. For me, what I'm working on, we talked about it. We're just trying to get for inside the door, you know what I mean? Because yeah. people, now that I started, people don't really take me seriously. I, mean, like, I, want, I want to talk about yeah. that because I'm thinking like, you're the face <laughs> of a country. Yeah. Right? You're the face <laughs> of the country. Dancehall and reggae yeah. is the music of the country. Yeah. But when you try to reach out to yeah. artists, yeah. it was like, ah, yeah, I don't nah. time. Yeah. Listen, I, I got to do it at this yeah. studio and I'm thinking to myself, well, wait. You know what? That's not really surprising though because if you look at America, yeah. when Shaq was rapping, 
Kobe. Nobody took Kobe serious. That's different though, because they're not the face of the country. <laughs> You know what I mean? These guys are superstars. I'm just saying. But Kobe there's nobody Bryant. bigger than this guy. I think you have to prove yourself. And the music side? Yeah. So they, they probably look at it like they dedicated their whole life to music. Yeah. yeah. But they just want to see that he... Nah, but I'm not, I'm not singing though. He's not. It's like the guy on the beat. I'm, I'm I need making, somebody to yeah, give I'm me tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, making, I'm just getting the beats and I'm trying to produce it because I love music. You know what I mean? And I want to do it. So at the start, I call people like, yeah, 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 yeah no, send me the rhythm. We get it done. And then you call them back. Yeah, yeah, next week. You call them back. I was like, bro, I'm not doing this. You know what I mean? So I just, like, people who I know, like, really know, I was like, yo, they go, all right, we'll do it. You know what I mean? But I have to prove myself, and I'm not like, cool. Yeah. I'll, if I need to continue making music, but I want to get my foot in the door, yeah. and then I start signing people. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it makes no sense. I sign somebody now. And no matter how much music I put out for you, it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So, so we make I, I do music with my friends and my close people. Uh-huh. Um, NJ sings and stuff like that. So I make like my my core people yeah. I work with, and just continue producing songs, making videos. But now, even now, a few of them because they see what we're doing. You know what I mean? So now people will call. Yo, 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 when, when you doing that? When you doing that next rhythm? Just hit me up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good part because now people are really, all right, cool. He's, he's really serious. I'm going to listen and watch what he's doing. You, you said that uh, TJ, TJ White. So, uh, is the Vibes producer? Yeah. TJ is, is he, did, did, did he give you advice into getting into this game? And like, look, don't take it personal. This is how the game works. Like, how, what was his role in your music? For me, to well, yeah. But TJ has is, been is somebody that we know for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's always going to, but anything you want to know, you can call him and say, yo, listen, this is what we're going to do. What do you think? You know yeah. what I mean? Because he's been doing this for a minute. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's the one that guides us and helps us along the way. You know what I mean? And say, yo, don't do this. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Try this instead. You know what I mean? So he's really helped us just to grow. And that's what we need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody to guide us and to make sure you don't make the same mistake they made back in the days. And that's what is always the key that you listen because if somebody's in the business for a while and doing great, right. there's a reason why it's there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Let's have this music conversation. Dance hall and reggae. A lot of people outside of the uh-huh. culture don't fully understand. They think everything is reggae. reggae yeah. uh, <laughs> but there's a difference. Yeah. Can you can you kind of talk about the difference and which which one are you leaning towards with, with your musical preference? For me, all right. So dance hall is like a hardcore, like, Party. Going in, yeah, yeah, like party vibes, you know what I mean? And the reggae is like more like uh, Barry's Hammond, yeah. that's what you know I what I mean? Yeah. The nice, smooth song, <laughs> culture, culture music, yeah. that's reggae, you know what I mean? So it's, it's two separate things, but right now it's dance off because reggae people in Jamaica now, you have a few artists like you have um, Coffee's doing like mm. reggae music, you know what I mean? And a few other guys, you know what I mean? What they do, but it's really hardcore dance that people are listening to, you know what yeah. I mean? That's what they want to hear. So you just got to get the people what they want to hear, you know what I mean? But for sure, in the future, we'll definitely do some more songs, you know what I mean, with Chronics and all these guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? We do reggae, but right now it's just mainly like dance song music. So, so I'll, this is important too, right? You got nine gold medals. Yeah. The music pops off, you win a Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you? Which well, one's going up, above so, on the mantle? Nah, it's always going to be my gold medals. Gold medals? Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, it's good to be in a game, but my gold medals is a hard work and tears, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a hard work and tears. I always tell people, I have a documentary Iron Bolt. Go check that out yeah, yeah. because a lot of people see me and they go, "Oh, you know, you make it look so easy." Yeah, it looks easy, but it's not. The work that goes on behind the scenes is what. Go check it out. Seriously. I am both documentary. Let me ask you this. As far as the music, because I know you're big in the music, this is brought to our attention today. Afrobeats yeah. is really kind of dwarfed dance halls now. Like they say, like, as far as like dance halls kind of getting sucked into Afrobeats and it's all kind of merged together. Um, how you feel about that? I don't think so. Don't think so? Nah. Dance hall is it's so different from Afrobeats. You know what I mean? But, I think Afrobeat has grown like massively, you know what I mean, over the few years, you know what I mean? And 
the way dancehall was is not the same thing. You know what I mean? It's more streamlined. Cause back in the days, I was listening to the radio. I think it was Chrome. I don't remember who was playing. And they were talking about like dancehall. Like, back in the days, you used to have Clash. You know what I mean? And some yeah, of that song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was when dancehall was at its peak. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you... If you check the versus thing, the, when Beanie and Bunty went on, best. it was different. Legendary, and that's what, that's what dancehall is missing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody's friends are. That, cha- I mean? that changed it. Exactly. That changed after, after, after everything is different. You know what I mean? There's, so, no, battle, there's no battling. Yeah, there's no battling anymore. So dancehall is kind of on a level right now. It's kind of cooled off. Yeah. A little bit. What, what was you your reaction I mean? to that? I mean, watching the versus Bounty. Because you're here, you know the history, you know yeah. how far back that goes, 1995 SoundCloud. <laughs> Watching it present day on Versus, them being together, what was that like It's crazy. It's crazy to see this, man. All my life, yeah. Bunty and Beanie has been at war. Yeah. All my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to see the two of them on, on Versus, just having a good time, it's like, yo, it's crazy. You know what I mean? But it was so good. To yeah. watch and just reminisce and hear all these songs. That was real. That was some real street. Yeah, that was some real. Street. Exactly. Was real. Yeah, and, the, and that's what I think. That's what dance on is missing right now. That hardcore where he's against him. Remember, because remember Cartel and Movado, same thing. Yeah, dance was at its peak. Yeah, it was but dangerous. Though. We need, we need. Yeah, because <laughs> they took it. People took <laughs> it too far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Took it too, too far. far. You know what I mean? People took it too far. Yeah. Because it was hot. It was heated. <laughs> yeah. Every argument on the street was, yo, who was the baddest? Whose song was the best? That's you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's still, that's what dance yeah, was. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So now, Afrobeat is picking up and dance is like, we need, we need that energy again. Yeah, I think you know we need a super, I want to ask you this too, because it's like, I feel like there's, there's no global superstar right now. Yeah. The biggest dance hall star, correct me if I'm wrong, is still Bob's Cartel, which is interesting because mm-hmm. it's been in jail for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how, what is Bob's Cartel's impact on the, on, on the culture? Because it's like, for us, I'm like, he's coming out with new music. <laughs> 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 no, that's the greatest mystery in the past 10 years of Jamaica. Yo. Not the yams that you say. <laughs> How is he making music? And it's new. <laughs> nah, <that's laughs> like, yo, it's somebody, yo, yo, this is crazy. Vibe, it's As you said, it's, it's an impact, bro. Vibe's Cartel made an impact because the level that he makes music and anything he does is just gold. He's just, he's very smart. You know, you listen to his music and how he, he performs and he will sing this and then each, next week you, you hear his music and it's totally different. You know what I mean? And that's how he rolls. He doesn't keep one flow for too long. He flows the one way and then he switches it up. You know what I mean? And that's what makes him so great. Because you hear one artist, the whole life he sings the exact same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Vibes Carter, every two years or every year, it's a different flow, different vibes. He, he just keeps. And that's why it's so great. That's why he had that big impact yeah. on Jamaica. So is, is he still the top dog? Or is it like a guy like Popcorn is coming in? Yeah, Pop but Pop, like yeah Vibes Cartel can't. He will never stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. But right now, I, would, who's, I don't know, bro. The six, six them, as Jamaica would say. Mm-hmm. And like Popcorn is doing well also. You know what I mean? But no one is really... Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. So, no, 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 no superstar. Oh, oh, yeah, superstar. Original guy. Nah, but I think I think I just from from my perspective as a fan, I feel like that's one of the things. Because even in Afrobeat, they got Wizkid. Yeah. They got the body. What is his name? The, the body um, on. The body. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't think that no one is nobody. You know what I'm saying? Has Burner Boy. Don't forget Burner Boy. Burner Boy. Major artist. Exactly. So. All right. So when when we did clockwork, right? The rhythm. We did clockwork and we hit Sham up. And this is why he did the lockdown song. But people missed that dance all. They were so happy to hear this. You know what I mean? We're like, oh shit. And the vibe he gave it, it just reminds you of dance all. And I talked to him about it. I was like, bro, people are gonna love the first time he sent me the song. I was like, I'm sure people are gonna love this. Yeah. Because as soon as I heard it, it reminded me of like proper old, old school Jamaican dancehall music. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what we are missing nowadays in the music. Until that comes back, it's just going to be regular. So yeah, I did the lockdown song. Yeah. And then obviously as Corona has eased up a little yeah. bit, we don't yeah. see what happens. It's a party comes. Yeah. Very <laughs> it's intentional. A party. Yeah. yeah, it's a summer song. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a summer song. And we, we talked about it. And we had a few songs. I was like, nah, this is the one. <laughs> it's a party is a one. So it's it's 
in summertime now, we finally got a little bit extension yeah. on our curfew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, bro, you drop the song right now, it's going to get a buzz. Yeah. People are going to like it. Because that's what we want, you know what I mean? Just have fun. And it's a party and NJ. So this, this is what we're doing, and that's what we did. <laughs> the video looks great, you know. Yeah. It was missing one thing. What's that? Um, these guys called Earn Your Leisure. <laughs> you know, we like to have fun. Two and, and two day party? No, it, it, was, it was a party. It was a party for the video. It was a great video. That's why I'm here. That's why, you know what I'm saying? I'm here for the bag. That's the second part, right? You got to earn the leisure. And so, you know, the next video, you know. All right. Let us know. Uh, no worries. No worries. <laughs> you, you, you ever been to no the Parade in Brooklyn? You been there before? No, 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 never. You been to Carabana? Yeah, I've been to Carabana. You got to come to the yeah, Brooklyn. I've been to Carabana. You got to come to the Brooklyn. Carabana is crazy. Carabana's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. I was like, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this as far as Jamaica. Um, how has COVID affected things? Because I feel like I feel like it got hit hard because you're still in lockdown, um, semi. How has it affected like the business economy um, in Jamaica? I think it's it's bad for everybody, you know what I mean. But the, like the dance hall itself, the entertainment industry got it was it was bad. It's finally now they're they're really like opening it up and giving us a chance. But initially, nothing. You know what I mean? It was ten people. They're like you only can gather in tens. I was like, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Inter what? Intimate gathering. Yeah, you know what I mean. So <laughs> it, it got hit really bad. You know what I mean? But Overall, I think a lot of people, they, they told us, like everybody else, work from home as much as possible. Um, yeah, but it was as crazy as everybody. What's your world. thoughts Are you, are you you what's your thoughts on the business climate in Jamaica? Because we always hear about music and sports, but like for the entrepreneurs that's coming up, do you think that there's some opportunities? Are you optimistic or do you feel like there's a lot more that needs to be done to help entrepreneurs and young people that's trying to figure it out in business? I think there is. You know what I mean? There's a lot more work. You know what I mean? It's not as easy. You know what I mean? Because um, even to get a job is rough. You know what I mean? And it's the weirdest thing. I'm, I've never said this, but like they don't put a lot of respect on like Jamaican education. If you go to UE or UTech and you come out of school, if somebody goes to American school, they get the job like that, easy. Mm. And it makes no sense. And one other thing when people always say, yo, well, you need experience. How am I going to get experience if nobody's going to hire me? You know what I mean? You got to give kids, people a chance to prove themselves. You know what I mean? But it's hard for entrepreneurs. It's not, it's not something that you can just get up and go, all right, I can make it. Now, that's why a lot of people just work, you know what I mean? Or, or leave. Yeah, or, or leave. A lot of people leave. That's kind of a great segue because I want to talk about what you do with the Usain Bolt Foundation. Refurbishing schools, creating community centers, donating laptops. Can you talk about that and the importance of it? Obviously, we, we know that the resources yeah. can help any situation. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. Is throughout the country or specific areas? How, For me, it's, it's, it's mostly the rural areas, because that's where it's needed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because especially in the rural areas, you don't have internet and stuff like that. So we, we, tried, we work with Digicel mm -hmm. also to try to get a few schools um, like internet service and um, and then we figure out that some places you can't get internet so we have to get um, printers now to send to like different schools so they can actually print information and pass it around the community to the kids you know what I mean so for me that's what we've been doing most uh, of COVID you know what I mean just trying to get as much equipment out to these rural area schools so they can get their information because it's not you can go and like in Kingston, you can go on Zoom. Everybody has a iPad, everything. But in the country, it's not like that. You know what I mean? So that's what we're focused on most throughout COVID. Just get, trying to get as much equipment to the rural area as possible. And y'all, we all donating to the hospitals as well during COVID. We anything for me, we tried to help in any way possible to give like equipments and just even just to have a talk with people because. Mental health yeah, was the situation. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was a big thing. So any possible way I could help and I have the time, I would do it. Have you ever thought about getting into politics? No, I stay away from politics. <laughs> That's I, stay, I stay away from politics. Politics is, I don't want to say corrupt, but corrupt. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I, mean? But I stay away from it. It's too much. You know what I mean? It's too much going on. I just on feel us. like you know, you, you're such an ambassador. You're such... Pride, you have so much pride in your country. Yeah. You're gonna leave the country. Yeah. You could be the president. Yeah, but it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Bro. I I stay away. 
If I can avoid politics, I avoid it completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just do my part, do my work. That's it. You yeah, know what I mean? Unofficially, use a promise. Yes. Already. <laughs> I, try, I, try, I try to help in any way, but I just leave it alone. Man. That's how I am. Right. So what, what's on the horizon? What do you... What's on your vision board in the next five, ten years as far as, you know, different things that you have going on? For me, I, I take it as it comes, you know I mean? Right now, I'm just focusing on, on this music, you know what I mean? See so how for the next two years, I think that's going to be our main focus to see what's going on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To try to get everything together and to see how far we can go with it, yeah. you know what I mean? But behind that, I try to still get my, my buildings up and all the things, but my main focus is going to be the music right now. Who's the up and coming artist that you really like are tuned in with? Like, no, let's see. For me, right now, we just try to make good beats and, and find because we're not really, I'm not really searching for like talent yet, as I said. Because I want it when I get my foot in the door, then I'll be like, all right, cool. We can, we can say, let's see who's talented. We can probably do something on social media where the best top five music or likes so you know what i mean mm-hmm. but right now i'm just working and as i said people are enjoying the music more now and, and listening to it so i'm really happy with what's going on what artists would you want to work with that you might not have Every, who's your dream so who's your favorite artist let's say Jeez. who's your favorite artist of all time of all time <laughs> So it has to be Vibes Cartel. Vibes Cartel is is. I was talking to Baby Sham the other day. I was like, bro, we grew up on your music. So when I see these guys and hear them sing and see the word that they put in, it's it's always so crazy. You know what I mean? To know that I grew up on their music all these years, and now I'm just working with these guys. You know what I mean? So I'm always there. Big up Sham, always, because to be working with him is like a dream. Also, trust me. Because you grew up on these music, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were and people. they are culture, but blunt. Yeah, <laughs> so to come to, to come to Kingston or your link, you might say, "Yeah, man, a track now." Yeah, I just give me a beat. Two days after, you have a song. It's no joke, Ross. It's no joke. I respect that and love that. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's always interesting because I feel like athletes always have such respect for music. Yeah. And musicians have such respect for exactly. athletes. Same thing in America yeah. with rappers. Exactly. All the rappers want to be ball players. Yeah. All the exactly. ball players want to hang out with Drake right. and all the rappers. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, like you true. listen to the music before yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? They go yeah. hand in hand. Music and sports yeah. go hand in hand. For sure. I've always said that. Like, yo, music and sports is like, is like one. You know what yeah. I mean? Can, can we, before we go, again, congratulations on having twins. Can we talk about the role that fatherhood has played? in your life over the past few years? For me, patience is what it has taught me yeah. to be very much more, because I, I, I wasn't patient, but I, I get annoyed <laughs> really quick. If I have to wait or something, I get really annoyed. But now I have to be patient, you know what I mean? My daughter, she doesn't listen one bit. <laughs> like, she would Sounds look, I was, like, I was like, come here. And she looks me dead in the eye and walks away. <laughs> like, I'm like, I know you know what I'm saying to you. But you have to have patience, okay. yeah. but that's what they told me, and it's been, it's been great. Sleeps at, a little bit of sleepless nights, but expected, you know what I mean? You retired at the right time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was smart to not, to not have kids while I was running. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, was the, that was a good decision. You ran your own race. Yeah. Made it. Well, you say it's, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Shout out to Nicole, Black Effect, Our Heart, for putting this together. Um, shout out to the whole team. Shout out to you. Shout out to Shams. And shout out to everybody in Jamaica, man. We've really been enjoying ourselves out here. Happy, happy. Uh, everybody really, really just friendly and just show us so much love. We got to know what party is going on. Got to the club, see? I know it closes at 11, but I'm sure there's something. I'm, I'm sure there's something that's going on. sure there's going on. We'll talk about that off camera. That's a double couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but nah, man, Any anything that you'd like to tell the people, what would you like to like let them know? Any businesses, stuff mm-hmm. you got going on? For me, it's just the music right now. Just look out for the music, you know what I mean? I'm seriously in the music business. Um, it's always A-Team, Lifestyle, you see in both production. It's, it's all that. It's just out for the music and support it, you know what I mean? Go stream the music, you know what I mean? Because I'm in business, and you're going to continue hearing good music with different people. Yeah. You should put together a tour when Corona's over. Yeah. Like a bunch of artists. That, yeah. That'd be dope. Who's not coming? Who's not coming? Vibe. That's dope. That's dope. All right, man. I appreciate it. Troy, housekeeping items? Yeah, shout out to Kingston, Jamaica.
shout out to Kingston, Jamaica. As y'all know, my entire family's from here. Um, so to be here, to be here with the GOAT is incredible. And uh, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com that's been supporting us. That's our private pay program. Shout out to the tier five members that have access to EYL University, all our earners across the world, all our earners in Jamaica. We came here and people recognized us from being on the podcast and our, our earners as well. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to everybody that's supporting the merch. We greatly appreciate y'all. The local TVs, are, the local T-shirts are back. So shout out to y'all. And uh, yeah, man, keep supporting. Oh, one last thing. How does it feel of being a sport? I feel like I'm, this is interesting. Track is probably the only sport in the world where there's no debate. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't say, like, I, yeah. Floyd Mayweather versus. I love it. It's, yeah. like, it's like they got the numbers. Like, if you're that's, the fastest person, yeah, that's how does it feel to be like, yo, I'm the, I'm the best that ever do this, and you can't. You can't say Jordan yeah. versus LeBron. Yeah, we, we always talk about this, bro. And I always laugh. And I was like, yo, yeah, no, there's no <laughs> question. You know what I mean? You can't dispute this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what we always argue about Messi and Ronaldo. Yes, 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 That's yes, one yes. of the biggest things. Yeah. You know what I mean? What side do you want? I'm, I'm Ronaldo. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm a Manchester United fan. Okay, that makes so sense. So okay, okay, okay. that's how it started. I, yeah. I support Argentina, though, but. Huh? Yeah. Okay, that's your yeah. Okay. That's my national international team. Okay, yeah, okay. but Cristiano Ronaldo for me, he's proven himself. And yes. people always ask why. I was like, yo, he went to, he Manchester United dominated. Went to Real Madrid dominated. dominated. Went to Juventus dominated. He's he's proven that yo anywhere I go I can dominate. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like Neymar. Yeah, it's Neymar, cool. Neymar, it's cool. Clear. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I almost forgot. I'm glad you said that. The debate. So you ran nineteen nineteen, yeah. and you ran nine five eight. Yeah. Could you have gone faster if you didn't do the chest bump and the? Oh, <laughs> could you? Look, did the chest yeah. bump? Like, but then he also did this. No, that was the one he looked back at them. Okay. That's the best, one of the best memes of all time. <laughs> could, you think you could have moved? Like, you could have Pro- probably, probably. You know what I mean? But for me, as I said, I've always said to you. I've always said to people. I don't run for time. You know what I mean? Just I, I just want to beat you. <laughs> That's how I am as a person. I'm competitive. So I show in 08, when I ran in 08, um, Tyson, yeah, Tyson was injured. And I won and thinking, everybody was like, oh, it was because Tyson was in there, blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Respect, he wasn't there. And then in 09, now, I beat him. I was like, all right, what do you say now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just all about competition at the time. I don't yeah. I never run for time. Was your you know toughest I mean? race in the 2016 Olympics? You got come back from injury. Oh, five. They, no, it was actually the, world, the year before that, the World Championship. He had just come back from injury. Yeah. And they were like, hey, Gatlin's got him yeah. this time. He had, had a crazy year. Yeah, he was, he was running fast. And you still beat him. Yeah. Because, all right, I, I explain this to a lot of people. It's easy to chase somebody. Yeah. When you're the one being chased, can you handle it? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because throughout everything, he was the one chasing me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the season now switches around. Now, he gets to the line. I'm the one chasing him, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's the pressure that got to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And people always think it's easy. It's not. Yeah. It's not it's easy, it's, bro. It's when you're on top, it's not easy. Because yeah. he was running good, and I was like, I was barely making it back. I was running good, but I wasn't running fast enough, you know what yeah. I mean? But the pressure of that day that, yo, he had to win, Got the best of him, you know what I mean? He, he just broke, saw me, and just lost it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just the pressure. And I tell people, it looks easy, but it's not. And, you know, it's because of, I, I, and I know from, like, the 200, once you make that turn, the distance between you and the next person is so disrespectful <laughs> that it looks like, oh, this is posted. Yeah, like, 200, 200 is my event. It's like, like yo, why event. they even racing? It's my event. If I win 100 meters, I'm not losing 200 meters. So yeah. I tell people all and the time. you did the 400. Yeah. Yeah, Early but I didn't on. like it. Uh, <laughs> too much. That was too that's much. That's, that's yeah. In o, in o seven, I remember after we I ran, I came second to to Tyson Gay. My coach was like, "Yo, you need a sec, you need a second race. You have to run the four hundred meter." I was like, "Nah, bro. <laughs> I run the hundred meter." He goes, "No, you're not a hundred meter runner, though." I was like, right. yeah, yeah. "I was like, nah." And we like, all right. I was like, all right, bet. If I run the hundred meters and I run fast, I run the hundred. If I run slow, I run the four hundred meters. And he's like, all right. And I went, I don't remember, I think I went to Athens somewhere, just yeah. a meet, and I ran 1003. And I was like, cool. You know what I mean? And 1003 back then was good. Good. You know Great. what I mean? You know what I mean? And I was like, and that's how I started running 100 meters. Yeah. If I had run slow, I'd be the fo- I wouldn't be the fastest man in the world right now. 
I'll be running, I'll be running the food meters, you know what I mean? So it's crazy. Yeah. How things work out. That's crazy, man. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Appreciate it, brother. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.